Mike Scan here. Um, welcome back to another edition of the Epic Life. Um, typically, these aren't going to be, there's going to be pretty sporadic for now, but um, the main point of us doing these is to help us understand some certain issues that I have and hopefully encourage you and maybe even challenge you as we continue to dive deeper and deeper into God's word. We want to tackle the issues that deal with Torah. We want to tackle the issues that deal with um, just generally living a life on this earth, kind of outside of your typical Sabbath preaching or or Bible study, but hopefully enough to challenge you guys and, um, you know, tackle some of these tough issues. So if you have an issue that you would like me to address um, in this um, series, man, send me an email, mike at epiclifetarot.com, mike at epiclifetarot.com. And under the subject line, if you wouldn't mind, put the epic life. And then whatever your question is, or you'd like me to tackle a, a certain topic, I'd love to uh, tackle it. I'd love to see what we can do. So today, we're going to take a look at a pretty important um, issue that I have found and some things that I'm hearing about um, that we definitely need to address. And those issues are um, you know, this is a huge warning that we need everyone to be aware of. And so, you know, as we, as we live in this world and as we are going to be challenged, especially those that can be really, it, it, I was going to say for those who are new to the life of what we call Torah or messianic, uh, Christianity, I don't even know if that's a word. Um, but are new to this life. Maybe you're new to, you've finally gotten this revelation of Torah and you maybe have gotten all in. And this typically what I see is that people are going all in super fast. And then about six months to a year in, there's some doubts, there's fears, there's um, questions that maybe they're not able to answer yet. So I want to address that because it, this is a huge warning for us. Because there's a truth within scripture that we need to all be aware of. And that's why I've titled this um, a warning. And I want to show you a passage of scripture. Hopefully I can do this correctly. And um, look at, hang on a minute. Let's look at, see if I can get this up for you. Brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or trouble, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. In other words, he's giving us a warning uh, to the th uh, ch church in Thessalonica, not to freak out as if the return of Messiah has come. And and there are that fear that I've, I've even heard people say that Messiah hasn't come. I've heard people say, well, the second coming has already happened. And so uh, I've even heard, a, I just recently heard a speaker say, uh, a popular preacher say that this is actually hell, that there's no such thing as hell, that we're living in it. And then after this, we go into when Christ returns again. So anyhow, but I want you to watch the dialogue that's been happening. Watch this warning. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come. Watch unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed and the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself 
above all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is a powerful verse, absolutely powerful. And we need to um, we need to address this because here's the thing: the huge warning that we're getting in, in Thessalon- Thessalon- Thess- First Thessalonians is this: is that there is going to be a return of Messiah. Messiah is coming back, but not before that critical thing, and that is a great falling away. What does that mean? It means that there are literally going to be people who've acknowledged God, who acknowledge maybe even Messiah, who acknowledge the truth, who maybe even been living in the truth, but yet something's going to occur that causes them to turn away and fall from the faith. Now, I know this goes against with a lot of Christian theology and uh, Christian, maybe something that you were taught. Maybe I know that the once saved, always saved mindset that, you know, once you say the, the, the sinner's prayer, right, that you are now assured in heaven, that you are now guaranteed um, your salvation. The problem with that is, is that there's a lot of scripture that speaks against this. The typical scripture that people use to say this is our security is it says in, um, uh, I can't remember, I'll have to look it up, that that nothing can pull us out of God's hand, that uh, neither depth nor nor their life, nor death, nor the things to present, nor things to come, nor demons, nothing can pull us away from God's love. And this is absolutely gospel, because if you understand this understanding who God is. First John tells us that God is love. I want to express this for a moment. God is love. He cannot not love us. He is love. However, because of that love, he gives you and I the ability to make a decision. And the decision is whether we will or we will not disobey him, or whether we will or will not obey him, whether we will or will not honor him, whether we will or will not be live a life that's Kodesh, that pleases him. So this is huge. We've got to grab a hold of this. Because we've been given a freedom of choice, even as a believer, as one who confesses Messiah as Lord, if you've confessed him, you get to make a decision, and the decision is whether or not you will or will not follow him. And so, therefore, there's going to be this great falling away. And whether that is because people are being deceived by the anti-Messiah, the anti-Christ, and so they they see the things that he's offering or maybe the miracles that he does or whatever and and, and fall and fall away to worship him rather than worshiping the one true God, Yahweh, or whether it's just that the pressures of this world, they fell for it, and now they're going away from the things of God, the things that they've learned, and they have chosen to live in this world. Matter of fact, the Bible says it like this, man. I don't know if you know this, but you know a lot of scripture, this is so good because the Bible says that, that if you are a friend of the world, you're an enemy to Yahweh. I want you to grab that for a moment. See, that goes against a lot of our popular teaching today, doesn't it? We're actually taking the church and making the church more like the world so that the world and those who are coming in will feel more comfortable. 
the problem with that is, is that you get these false conversions. You get these false beliefs. People have these super spiritual experiences and no one's really, their lives aren't being transformed. We're not creating disciples. We're not teaching people that Yeshua told us that there are two commandments to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. How powerful is that? Meaning what? Meaning that if we love God and we truly honor him, then we're going to live as he's commanded us to live. John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commandments. This is some hard teaching that we don't hear about in the body of Mashiach too much. Now in the, and I mean, in the modern day Christian church, we have, we're afraid that we're going to offend someone. And so we won't speak truth. And then when we do speak truth, people think, well, you're not being loving. Absolutely. We're being loving. What's better love for me to just love you and, and tell you you're a great person and, and you're doing all the right things and watch your soul go to hell. Or is it to warn you and ask you and plead with you Man, don't make that turn. Don't go that way. You've been rescued out of darkness. You've been delivered from sin, the death of sin, the penalty of sin. Don't go back and sin again. What happens when we do this? Scary stuff. Matter of fact, in Timothy, it says, now the Ruach, the Spirit, clearly says that in later times, let me show this to you, later times, some will fall away from the faith following deceitful spirits and teachings of what? Teachings of demons. Let's take a look at that. I want... Now, the Ruach clearly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith, following deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the hypocrisy of false speakers. In other words, we have teachers out there that are blowing people up, blowing, oh, you're a good person. God loves you. God knows your heart. God, God's not gonna. I heard a speaker the other day. Someone sent me a, a teaching. And the guy said, Man, all you got to, you don't have to worry about your deeds. You don't have to worry about what you do. You just gotta love Jesus. The problem with that is that doesn't line up to scripture because he's telling them he's he's double tongue, uh, uh, he's got a forked tongue. On one hand, he said, you don't have to worry about your deeds, and God doesn't look at your deeds. And then on the other hand, he's telling you to love Jesus. But Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commandments, right? So we got to love Messiah. How do we show that we love Messiah? How do we show that we love God? Is by obedience to his commandments. And you see, we have got these speakers whose own conscience, watch this, has been seared. In other words, their conscience is already done with. They don't believe how, they don't believe that they need to walk in obedience. And so they're teaching people teachings that are false, that right there in Timothy 4, 4 1 and 2, that are hypocrisy. That are hypocrisy. I want us to be warned here. This is some scary, scary stuff. And this is why. I've been watching, I'm hearing, I'm hearing people, I'm hearing whispers of people and, and, and people who started out like Galatians, it says that they started out great, but who has bewitched you? Who stopped you? See, we're getting our advice from people that aren't followers. We're getting our advice from people that because they come to church or because they're relation, we have a relationship with them for some reason, we like them or we're friends or we want to even emulate them. And we do what they do, and they're not living in the truth. They're not living out a Kodesh life. They're not loving God with all their heart, all their soul, and all their strength.
And that's a problem. I want you to grab a hold of this, that, that God's love sent Messiah to the cross for our sin. Brother, That's you can't get no more love than that. But then we cannot say we love God and then walk in darkness and disobey him and fall in love with the things of this world. We can't say that. We can't do that. Powerful. In Numbers, I want to show you something that's powerful here. I'm going to share the screen again with you. Look here in Numbers. Numbers chapter 15, verse 27. If but one person should sin unintentionally, he is to bring a year-old female goat for a sin offering. And what he's talking about here is he's talking about how the priests are to uh, make these offerings for certain people uh, within the nation of Israel. Now, notice the word here, it says unintentionally, right? That's powerful. So this word right here, whoops. Unintentionally, he's going to, uh, they, there's a sacrifice that's needed. It goes on. The priest is to make an atonement before Adonai, Yahweh, for that person who erred by sinning without intent. That's the key word. In other words, you're kind of doing life and they unintentionally committed a sin or they committed a sin, but didn't realize it was a sin, right? They weren't doing it on purpose. They weren't setting out to be a sinful person without intent. And he is to be forgiven when atonement has been made for him. In other words, that there's a sacrifice for someone who unintentionally sins, right? Now, these are believe. This is I'm talking about believe. Now, watch. Verse 29, whether a native born of Ben Israel or an outsider. In other words, whether you're a part of Israel or whether you're an outsider of Israel, watch this, right? One Torah applies to you for the one sinning unintentionally. There's one Torah. There's one law. There's not two different laws. Now watch. This is huge. It's going to get big here. Watch. Verse 30. But the person who sins defiantly, whether native or outsider, reviles Yahweh, Adonai, and that person is to be cut off from his people. In other words, this person knew they weren't supposed to sin, but they do it in defiance to God's word. There's a spirit of rebellion. In other words, this is what happens. You see something in the Bible, you see something in Scripture or under God's Torah, and you say, well, I know it says that, but you know what? Forget that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I know we're supposed to worship on the Sabbath, but you know what? I'm going to do worship the way I want to do worship. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. There's a serious problem here. Serious. And he said, for that person that does that, that has that mentality, you'd say, look at that. It says, that person is to be cut off from its people. That's huge. Kicked out of the camp. No longer a part of the uh, nation of Israel. Why? Because he has despised the word of Yahweh, Adonai, and has broken his commandment. That person will certainly be cut off. Watch, his guilt will remain on him. Because there's no, there's no forgiveness of someone who knows God's word and intentionally decides, I'm going to do this. Now watch, you may say, well, Pastor Mike, we're, 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 not, we're, we're not in that. I mean, we got Jesus now, right? Jesus died on the cross, right? He was our sacrifice, right? 
we, we, you know, if I sin, I'm good. I'm good. No, you, if you sin unintentionally and you're just living life and stuff happens, that's one thing, right? But I want to show you something here. Look at the book of Hebrews, right? Look at, look at Hebrews. Another powerful verse here. Look at here. Hebrews chapter six. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. In other words, came to the knowledge of the truth and have tested the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Ruach HaKadosh. The only way you can become a partaker of the Holy Spirit is to be born again, is to be a child of God. Verse five, and have tasted the good word of God, the gospel and the powers of the age to come. In other words, you know what's fixing to happen. You know what God's going to do in the future. Watch. If they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves, the son of God and put him to an open shame. This is someone who knows the truth, who comes to the truth, who comes to the revelation of who Yeshua is. They repent and they turn back away. But yet they look at God's word and they defiantly sin. They say, you know what? I don't have to believe that. I don't have to trust that. Look what it says. It says that if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put them to an open shame. I want us to get a hold of this. This is some powerful teaching here. This is scary that you can literally lose your salvation. And I, I'm pleading with you, if you are living on the fence, if you're walking the fence and you know the truth, but yet you're choosing in your own will because of maybe what everybody else is doing, you know, all the friends maybe that you hang out with, maybe, uh, maybe it's just you're tired. Maybe you're worn out. And you just said, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to go back. It was easier because you know what it is. It's easier to go back to what you knew. That's even the nation of Israel, man. When we look in our Torah ports, it's exactly what happens, right? They want to continue to go back. Matter of fact, in today, in this week's Torah portion, it even talks about in the book of Numbers, I think it's uh, Numbers 10 or 11, and it talks about how they're standing outside their, their tents with their families and they're mourning and they're weeping because the, the commandments of God are too hard. Matter of fact, it, it angered the father so much that he wanted to destroy him. Moses comes on the scene and says, man, what have you done? Why are you putting their burden on me? Why do I got to carry him like a, like a nursemaid? because they're weeping because of God's commandments. And we see that today. People get weary and they're thinking that God's commandments are too hard, but they're not. They're easy. They're easy to follow. They're easy to obey. Don't quit. Don't give up. I'm pleading with you. If you're finding yourself in a place where you need to repent, maybe you've seen things in God's word and you said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. That may be good enough for you. That's cool. You guys go ahead and do that. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to honor the Sabbath. That's for you. You can do that. God loves me. Man, this is powerful. I'm praying for you that you'll repent. You'll turn away. There is life following the Father. There is life in obedience to God's scriptures. There's life. That's what Messiah said. He said, I ain't come but to create life. I give life and give that life to the abundant. There is life in following Messiah. There is life in obedience to his Torah, his commandments, his instructions. Don't give up. Don't give up. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. 
If you don't have a church home and you're looking for a church home and you're in the Terrell, Texas area, we would love to have you come visit us uh, every Sabbath, Saturdays. We begin at 1030. Come expecting God to move in your life, expecting God to do amazing things. We love you. God bless you. Until the next time, I'll see you then.